please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Devye Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindevyo Sarva Lokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadharmasya Sarva Dharma Swarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Vande Gurum Paramparam so we're picking up where we left off in June, I think June 18th. So <laughs> it's been a while since we did the Bhagavatam. And do you, do you remember where we were? What, what was the last thing we talked about? <laughs> it made such an impression on you. Ah, yes, Krishna the little boy. So we're reading from the 10th skanda of Srimad Bhagavatam. We're in the Balalila of Krishna, childhood pastimes. And he had, uh, it was, we had read the Damodar Lila, where he has, as a naughty boy, was tied to the mortar. And then, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, and, then, and then, remember, he knocked down two trees. And then it told the backstory of the two um, uh, Kuyakas. These were the sons of Kubera. Right, and who were uh, frolicking with uh, with their lady friends, why either wives or girlfriends, or apsaras or something like that. They they were bathing naked in a, in a, in, a, in a river when Narada happened to come by, and and the women covered themselves up a little bit, a little bit by na- by nature, a little bit bashful, um, but also scared of <laughs> a curse of Narada, right? And but the two uh, these. Uh, um, Nalakubara and um, uh, Manigriva, they were, uh, what's it called, uh, they were intoxicated, they were drunk and they didn't pay attention. But the commentaries say they're not drunk on, they're drunk on wine, but they're drunk on power and money and comfort, because they were the sons of Kubera, right? But Kubera also, he, he, got, he got his position by the moon of Lord Shiva, so they're actually devotees of Lord Shiva, so they're great, but naturally if you a lot of someone who gets a lot of power a lot of money a lot of comfort then a little bit delusion can easily a little bit or a lot of delusion can come and so a little bit intoxicated by that they um uh, 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 he, they misbehave very much so but narada he actually said and i know it's my favorite line he was actually thinking they're actually great souls these two guhyakas Right, they're 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 semi divinities. They're in a category of, 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 of a of a higher being. They're the sons of Kubera, who is an important one of the Digpalas, very important personality. They're devotees, the great devotees of Lord Shiva, right? But due to money, they they became they you know the money. This is the the Bible says money is the source of all evil, right? It can delude the mind easily. You, know, you can be careful. So he he decided, I'm going to bless them. Narada only gives blessings, but he gives, I shall bless them by cursing them. 
right? This is a unique thing. So he says, may they, because you were uncovered like this, may you, may you spend thousands of years naked standing there, right? You may you be born as Arjuna trees, these two types of medicinal trees, for yugas and yugas, right? Until so you come to your mind. And actually he made a, a commentary, that, or his own, Narada Muni's own description, he says, actually that, that uh, uh, by losing everything, they'll appreciate Again, they'll come to their senses by losing their power, by losing smoke in your face. Okay, by losing your, um, by losing their their money, they'd a little bit of. Of course, it's not it's not glorifying poverty or or, or wishing poverty on anybody, but wishing humility <laughs> and spiritual consciousness because they're actually great beings, but they had forgotten. So actually, we can put ourselves carefully as in the, in the same position. We're also maybe in the past we're great beings, <laughs> but it was due to some mistake, the mind goes down, right? And you can see even in a day, the mind can go down. Or in a month, or in a life, the mind can go down. One minute, yeah. The, there's a nice, uh, uh, in, in uh, Adiguru Shankaracharya, he makes a nice example. He says, like, if you take a metal ball, heavy metal ball, and you're moving it up a staircase, like on a tower, click, bump, bump, one by one. This is called our spiritual practice, life, day after day, morning after morning, uh, year after year, life after life, right? But if when you're almost at the top or anywhere along the way, if you let go for a second, what happens? Boom, 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 all the way down. Right? So I say when that happens, you have to jump and grab before, you know, a few, before, because once it gets up past, it's going to go all the way. So this is what happened. They were very great, but they were behaving like the worst debauchi, that word, debauchi, something like that. It's a word that I've read but not spoken, so this is a problem. Bibachi or something. Uh, they became, uh, although great, so like that they lost everything. So he wanted to, them to re- regain out of his mercy. He's, he's like Narada Muni, he's not thinking, oh, who's offended me? Why are they behaving properly? I shall curse them. There is a sage like that too, that's Durvasa. But even Durvasa, he makes a great statement, my curses are only blessings. He, they're very, they're more, you know, Already, all of you have been cursed for something. Would have been cursed for something. You're not sitting properly. You're sitting too properly. You know something. <laughs> <laughs> like what? You think you're the great Swami? <laughs> you be, you know, like this. <laughs> what? Now you think you're so humble? <laughs> but but that also has its power, right? Uh, 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 a blessing, a, a curse of a sage is also a blessing. But Narada Muni is not that type. He's not an angry sage. He's a joyful sage, right? Narayan is chanting the Lord's name, spreading the Lord's uh, uh, work. But also, he, he also spreads mischief in all the stories, right? So he's a bit of a, tr- uh, a troublemaker. So this is something he's, he, he, he gave a, a, a curse. But as a, that's one of my favorite lines of this whole section, as in order to, I, I desire to bless them, therefore I shall curse them. Right? And so they were, they were cursed to be born as these, tr- as these trees, Arjuna trees. We mentioned months back that the, the uh, Arjuna tree itself is a, is a um, medicinal Ayurvedic tree. And its skin, it has bark, kind of like um, something like a eucalyptus type of bark, like you know, that really feathery type that's really soft eucalyptus, something like that. And so what happened? I mean, it's constantly being stripped, mm-hmm. right? And the bark is being used for teas and medicines, right? So it's also some usually curses match the crime, right? They're sitting there, but as soon as they get a little bit of covering, somebody comes and strips <laughs> them, <laughs> strips them naked again. You know, so it's always there's some uh, uh, matching thing. Uh, uh, uh. So. Anyway, there's there, but the curse was may you be maybe born for so long. But eventually, you see, Lord Vishnu will take birth as Lord Krishna, or Lord Krishna will take birth, right? And he says, and he, as a child, will not will liberate you from this uh, condition, right? So they're there for thousands of years, but with a thousand of years, 
waiting. Think about that. They're waiting for Krishna, right? Waiting for Vishnu. So I mean, that's a, that's quite a because they 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 regain their consciousness. They didn't just become trees, right? You know, they kept their their deva consciousness. You could say, right? So um, so meditating thousands of years of meditation. So in that position, their 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 original knowledge came back, and maybe even uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, a little bit of repentance makes you take up, you know, even greater realizations than before. So eventually, in the story, that this is a little in, uh, inserted into the Dhammadar Leela. Lord Krishna is has been he's been naughty and been tired. Of course, remember that story where uh, Yashoda tried to tie him and kept coming short by two fingers and very sweet, uh, and then actually very emotional. It says that that you think about this infinite supreme Lord, the source of everything, the cause of everything. Right, the beginning and end of everything, then he has no beginning or end. Yet he can be tied by some cowherd girl, right, out of devotion. You know, so it's glorifying. It's his supremacy, and the the quality of devotion can capture and bind. That's the main story. This will have this will be tied into these uh, this verse these, this story also. So while he's tied up, and Mother said finally got him tied up nicely, and that's uh, it's, I think it maybe you get in trouble in this in this American culture if you tie your children to kitchen appliances as a form of discipline but <laughs> it's, it's it's in the Vedic literature so it must be okay <laughs> uh, um, but um, uh, so when when again he was not finished doing what he's doing he was just thinking and seeing those two trees over there he says of course he's he's om- omniscient he knows he he was one of the reasons he was born is to liberate those two trees right those two right it's one of the purposes of his incarnation but the story goes he has he's in a playful childhood mood he says those trees but they're so just far they're growing very near each other but i bet you i could fit mm-hmm. right so let me try so he goes right of course a big grinding mortar just pops behind him as if nothing you remember this is a boy who eventually lift up a mouth and lift his finger raise his pinky so a grinding mortar is nothing uh, and then he goes climb through and he goes oh it worked i could fit you know i remember a little kid thinking like that i wonder if i can climb up there you know uh, uh, and and he goes and all of a sudden you know he gets a little then he gets a little pull and the trees come crashing down. Right? It's a simple thing. But then out of that comes two divine beings, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Nila Kubera and, 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 and uh, uh, Manigriva. And so now they're, they've regained, they've, they've never lost their consciousness. They spent thousands of years meditating on Krishna. And in those bodies, they've already witnessed so much of Krishna's Lila. Mm-hmm. Right? So actually, they probably, I mean, some uh, sadhus have commented, that actually it, it being liberated was almost sad for them, because then because there's no place for four-armed devas living in Krishna in Vrindavan. That's not the mood of Vrindavan, right? Right. But they were in, in the guise of these trees. They were able to witness all ch- Krishna's childhood sport and pastime. Very sweet, right? But so they have already witnessed so much, right? And of course, waiting for that moment when when they become they be liberated from this uh, this form. <coughs> And <coughs> liberated from this form, there's of course in the yogic tradition, there's many types of liberation. Liberation means different type of things. And <coughs> this also being liberated from the form of a tree is also considered a metaphor for ultimate liberation or regaining our spiritual position, our original position. Of course, in the story, the original position was some sort of a, a, of a deva, right? So that's not exactly, but it's a symbolic thing of regaining what's been lost with full knowledge. So when they start praying, what last can't say last week, last June, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, they prayed, and 
in our discussions, we only got the first verse, and in, in the hymns that we got there, we only got the first. The first one was very philosophical. They're all very philosophical, but the first one was very, very nice. It says Krishna, Krishna, Maha Yogi, right? Well, Krishna, Krishna, and then the great Yogi, and the great Yogi. I mean, of course, he's he's great. And Yogi here means mystical, somebody with great power, right? And also, they had witnessed all Krishna's miraculous deeds, right? Even the the even the cowherd children, the cowherd women. The fa- his mo- his foster father and mother, they had witnessed, but they didn't see them as miracles, mm-hmm. right? They saw, them, oh my God, Krishna, our little boy, got in some danger, and we are, and by by God's grace, by Vishnu's grace, he, his life was saved. Not thinking that these are all miraculous things, but they have, remember, they've been waiting for this. They know they're uh, uh, they're lucky. Actually, we're also a little bit, in a sense, lucky. We're also looking at these stories with knowledge of who he is, right? Mm-hmm. But um, maybe that's our disqualification if we think, because we know that. The, uh, that the uh, Yashoda and and uh, Nanda prayed to be the parents of Krishna without knowing he's God, right? So maybe us knowing or some whatever knowing he's God, we believing that he's God or having that insight into the text, into the story, it, uh, it adds something as well as we lose something also. <coughs> but Krishna, Krishna, Maha Yogi, right? Twam Adya Purusha Paraha. You are that uh, Adya Purusha, Adi Purusha, the original person, the original being. And actually, we didn't go into it, but actually by Adya Purusha, means he's, these, these hymns are going to use much a lot of the language of Sankhya, this Purusha Pakriti. Right? In the first verse, he only mentions Purusha. The next verse will mention him as, uh, 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 or the third verse will mention him as Pakriti also, like this. Just using the language of uh, Sankhya. Tvam Adya Purushuparaha, you are that supreme transcendent being, the reality from which everything, you are the original person, or you are that person from which everything originates, right, the supreme consciousness. And then we spend a lot of time, I think we gave like 25 different definitions of Vyakt and Avyakt. That was that, that was, um, that was why the class took, we only got one verse into it. Vyakt, Avyakta, right, you are Vyakt and Avyakta. Vyakt means describable, or speakable, or conceivable. Right or or uh, uh, thinkable, and your avyakta, undescribable, unspeakable, unthinkable, unconceptible, conceivable, inconceivable, um, and so, and we spend a lot of that, 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 that. By nature, the divine is completely inconceivable. Yet, it's infinite. It's beyond conception. It's by its definition. Actually, one of the definitions, even a classical Christian definition by Saint Anselm, is that the being by which nothing greater can be conceived. Nothing you can't even that's the that's God's definition, right? Uh, so what can be said, you know? But still, we can think about God. We can think about Him. We can think about her, and partially because we give, we attribute. Uh, 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 I don't have the verses in front of me. The famous Sanskrit verse I, I recited last week, uh, 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 describing that Nakushila. Um, uh, Kalpana, is that uh, uh, in order to worship Brahman, right, a form is attributed to it, right, uh, uh, Rupa Kalpana, something like that is the verse, right, and so one thing we could do, we could see, we're trying to concep- conceptualize something that's inconceivable, so we give it a form, we give it a name, right, or it reveals itself in a form or a name out of mercy, to make itself, even though God is inconceivable, he makes himself conceivable, right, he presents himself, he reveals himself, which is actually more attuned the Sri Ramakrishna's teachings, that God shows himself in different ways, that all the different religions, all the different forms of divinities, one view, and that's very open-minded, oh, it's just all people trying to, different people of all different cultures and different times trying to think of God, and they, 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 they made up all these different 
stories about God in order to think about God. It's still open-minded. It gives value, but it's it, 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 God is not made in our. It, it could be what Sri Ramakrishna said. God has revealed Himself in all the different religions and all the different forms, in order for Him to to uh, us to conceive, to meditate upon Him. So vyakta vyakta miram bishram te brahmana viduhu. Right, this rupa, your truth, your essence, has been is known by the knowers of Brahman. So it's immediately giving. So who is this Krishna? What, what are they seeing? He says, you are the Adi Purusha, but you are also using the Vedantic term Brahman, right? And so actually, the Bhagavatam has many schools of thought mixed into it, right? It 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 it, it, uh, it like the Gita pulls together so many different uh, philosophies and schools of thought. The Bhagavatam does so in a different way. So the main big schools there is Vedanta. Right, uh, the idea of Brahman. Right, you have uh, Sankhya, which is Purusha and Prakriti, and the evolutes of Prakriti and the Gunas. Right, and it's constantly used in that language. Right, <coughs> and it also has Tantra. Uh, Sometimes it overtly says, "Oh, this is there's a Tantric way to worship me. There's a Vedic way to worship me." Uh, but here, by 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 Tantra, it, it's saying that that because in, in Sankhya, Purusha and Prakriti are categorically different, eternally different uh, realities, the dualistic system. Right and and in Vedanta in Advaita Vedanta Brahmana alone exists. There's no second, right? So sometimes he uses that language, right? But in for you to give a, a simple definition or a simple description of tantric worldview is that Purusha and Prakriti, right? Spirit and nature are both spiritual. They're both actually one and one being, right? It's not like in Vedanta Purusha exists, Prakriti doesn't exist. In in Sankhya Purusha exists and Prakriti exists, but they're different. But in Tantra, Purusha and Prakriti, they're both aspects of the same being, the same reality, aspects of Brahman like this. So it's using using this language. So this, this term, uh, Brahmane, those who know Brahman, they know what your form is. This form, which is described as the Adi Purusha and the Vyat Avyat. Right, so that's what, we, that's what we left. Quickly caught up. Before we went to discussions about skulls and uh, <laughs> skulls and heads strung on entrails and hum- and corpse hair, which is our <laughs> <laughs> on the Kali Sasanama. very very nice stuff. <laughs> very very nice. And we'll go back to Vrindavan with the cows and the tulsi and the flowers <laughs> for a little bit right, before before Halloween comes. We get the, then we get in the mood again. Right. So the next verse is verse thirty. We're in, we're I forgot to mention we're in book uh, Skanda ten, chapter ten, and starting verse thirty. Twamika Sarvabhutanam uh, forgot to break it up. Deha uh, Deha Swatmindriya Ishwaraha. Twammeva Kala Bhagavan Vishnu Avyaya Ishwaraha. Also like these verses are actually fairly easy to say. Sometimes they're very complicated. These are because they're done they're meant to be re- these are recited, these are hymns, not teachings and, 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 and um, uh, narrative, you know. So, Tvamika Sarvabhutanam. So, we know Tvam, you. So, actually, this will be, each one of these lines will be Tvam. You are this, you are this, you are this. The last one, the previous is Tvam Adyaha Purusha Paraha. Here, Tvam Eka Sarvabhutanam. Right? Tvam Eka, you are one. Or you are the one. Or you are the, o- or you are the only. Right? You're the one and only. Or you alone. All these, uh, this Eka idea. Tvamika Sarvabhutanam. You are the only one that exists in Sarvabhuta, all beings. Right? Just like Yadevi Sarvabhuteshu, Sarvabhuteshu, Sarvabhutanam, same uh, meaning. 
right? In that, in the Chandi, Yadavi Sarvabhuta Shu, we that 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 goddess that exists in all beings. Here is that one, Tvam Eka. You are the one that exists in all beings. Sarvabhuta and sar, Sarva means all. Bhuta means beings. Bhuta also Bhuta has different meanings. Bhuta means uh, 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 beings as in all living beings, both moving and non-moving, right? Bhuta means spirits like ghosts. Right, uh, uh, and Bhuta means elements, like earth, fire, water, air, like that. And so, also because of the language of um, Sankhya that's being used, that this 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 meaning is also implied. You've become the, the Sarva Bhutas, the five elements, or the nine elements, or the uh, five elements, the five gross elements: earth, fire, water, air, ether. Then you have the three subtle elements mentioned. The Gita also is as mind intellect and ego sense, manas, buddhi, ahamkara, or the Sarva Bhutas are the full uh, um, evolutes of, in the Sankhya system from Pakriti to Mahat Maha to ahamkara to uh, manas to, you know, Gyanendriyas, you know, you can interpret this way. Or, and, and but the simple, bec- that's a secondary meaning I think is implied because of the way it fits into the rest of the verses, but in this verse, the, the primary meaning we have to understand is you, you exist in all beings including you know them, right? Including you, including me, and you. So you're the one that you're the only one that exists. How does he exist? How does he exist? So in the Chandi, Yadavi Sarvabhuta Shu said, Vriddhi Rupena Samsita, Shakti Rupena Samsita, Daya Rupena Samsita, uh, 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 Chaya Rupena Samsita, Kshama Rupena Samsita. You know, in the form of all these different aspects of consciousness, manifestation of the form of hunger, in the form of thirst, the form of happiness, the form of modesty, in the form of confusion, the form of mother motherhood, in the form like this. Uh, uh, um. <coughs> uh, uh, so here. It's described. What are the? Oh, let me actually. I'm working. I actually actually have notes. I should look at them. Uh, I tried to make them big enough that I could read them, which helps. Uh, where are we here? Here we are. Chamika Sarabhutanam. Dehas. So that word that uh, I, I didn't I didn't split it up in the. I forgot when I was typing out the the Devanagari to put the breaks so it's easy to see deha ashu atma indriya ishwara right so instead of chaitana buddhi trishna tripti shakti in the yanda this is given this is a very simple not as elaborate description this is a very tangible description right so first is deha deha means body right you exist so you could say you exist in all bodies or you exist as all bodies Right, you know, however you want to think like this, you know, uh, deha, ashu, ashu means as, asu, asu means air, which means breath, right? Uh, so in the body, in prana, this is pranamaya kosha, like this, right? Uh, 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 atma, atma means the self, right? Indriya, indriya means the senses, right? And ishvara, indriya means controller, right? And so this could this could mean you you are the one who's the, you, Ishura God, exists as the one in all beings, as the, uh, uh, the body, the prana, the atma, and the, and the senses. Or it could be, right, uh, you are also the, that's also a way of saying our individual, the one, our sense that controls, right? You are both the controller, the, as paramatma, or you are a jivatma, it can be like that. Uh, de, uh, Deha as- asvatma indriya shva- indriyeshwaraha. Uh, 
Tvam eva kalo bhagavan. Right? Tvam eva, you are also kalo. Kalo means time. Right? So this is also, the, Krishna says, I am time, the destroyer of worlds. Right? Mahakala, Mahakali. Right? And so this is actually one thing we could say, what is God? God is time. God is destiny. God is fate. Right? The movement of things. That's one thing, you know, so that, in that sense, God is a controller, you know, like, uh, uh, uh. But, another sense, Kala also means that which is moving, right? And what's the opposite of which is moving, which is the realm of the Deha and the Ashu uh, and the Indriyas, right, is, is the opposite of that is the Nitya, the eternal, right? And so Kala, Kala also could last forever. Right, so it's not everlasting. That's not what it's meant. Although you're the movement of time, continuous, ever changing, ever pushing forward, adjusting movement of time, but you're also, it will go into it. You're also the nitya. Uses a different word actually. You are uh, unchanging, right? But so you are the changing, and you are the unchanging. Remember, this is all language of sankhya. You are the, ind- you are the uh, uh, atma, the buddhi, the gyanindriyas, the tattvas, the uh, uh, buddhas, and you are. So these are all the a- these are all aspects of prakriti the moving aspects of time and movement. You are Tvam Eva Kalo Bhagavan Vishnu. Right, Bhagavan, the next line, Vishnu, right? So you are that blessed Lord, Bhagavan, you are Vishnu. So in other words, so, so everybody else is thinking, oh, Vishnu, please save my son Krishna. He's in so much danger. He's getting he, so many so many bad luck things hap- keep happening to him, right? But they're not, and they're thinking also, they're thinking like already, he went outside and... Uh, Two giant trees. I mean, the other what, what a few months ago, when we hear a crack, we run outside. Two, the trees fell across the street. I think mean, what 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 uh, which 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 devas got released they were in that tree. All this time for you know to Kalimandir to be born to be built here and who knows something, what happened? You know, <laughs> you never know the backstory of every one of these plants, right? You know, uh, uh, you never know. <coughs> But they're thinking, oh my God, oh Vishnu, oh Indra, oh gods, you know, please, uh, this all, my, my son almost got, yet again, another almost near accident, not knowing that he's the one that caused it, and he was, he, you know, but they know, like you are, you are not, you are a little boy, you're not a normal little boy, you're Mahayogi, you're Adipurusha, you are Eka, Tvam Eka, Sarvabhutanam, you are the one being, and you're the one, the one that exists in everything the one as everything or in everything, right? You are Vishnu himself. You are Bhagavan Vishnu. Uh, Bhagavan, Ish, uh, Bhagavan Vishnu, Avyaya Ishwaraha. So here, this word Avyaya. Avyaya means, imp- means unchanging, undecaying, imperishable, eternal. Another word saying something that's eternal. Something that's unchanging, immutable, unperishable, that was a way of saying it's eternal, right? So you are ka- you are Kala, O Bhagavan Vishnu, you are that one, you are time, and you are timelessness. You are the eternal, you are the world of name and form ever-changing, right? Yet you exist as Sarva Bhuteshu, right? And you are um, you are the Adipurusha, you are the eternal, unchanging reality, the transcendent being behind, right? So that's a very big statement, here, you know, and, and nice, beautifully, beautifully said in these two verses. Right. Tvam, what is the next one? Tvam mahan pakritik shuksh. Tvam mahan pakritihi shukshmaha raja sattva tamo mai. Tvam eva purushod yakshaha sarvakshetra pikaravit. This is very nice. So, tvam 
Mahan Pakriti Suksham. You are what are you are? He says Pakriti. You are nature, right? Pakriti can be your nature, but here is using Purusha. Now it's Pakriti. You are also Pakriti, right? And I think what how did I try add it? Because uh, Shuksha means subtle and Mahan means great, right? So it could be one way of translating it is the the subtle aspect. You are the subtle aspects of that, or you are the subtle aspect of that Mahapakriti. So one of the names of Pakriti is Mahapakriti or Mulapakriti, the, the foundation of Pakriti or the great Pakriti, right? Right. It could be also uh, uh, you are uh, you are also Mahan has a word. Mahan is a similar word as Pada, and Pada Pakriti and Shukma Pakriti. Pada Pakriti uh, uh, um, means uh, uh, um, uh, uh, <coughs> the causal body, and Shukma Pakriti means Shukma Sharira. Shukma Pakriti means a, means a the um, causal, causal, bo- subtle body, causal body and subtle body. So it could be you are both the subtle body and the causal body. You are also you are th- very gross and very subtle aspects of nature. Or it could also be, in some translations, have it as in pak- in sankhya they use the term pakriti is one of the is the first evolute of 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 in pakriti the first evolute is mahat, right? So that you are mahat pakriti, right? You're also which is most subtle. Right, but exactly because it starts very subtle, Pakriti, Mahapakriti is purely sattvic, and therefore it becomes manifest in our body as intellect, and then intellect gets mixed a little bit and becomes uh, uh, amkara, and that becomes manas, one of those orders I forget, right? And then mixed with the different uh, different tattva, different uh, uh, gunas, then it becomes the uh, gyanindriyas, and it ends up uh, the gyanindriyas and the karmindriyas, and eventually becomes. The, tat- the, the tattvas themselves, right? So the grossest is the physical things, and the subtlest is this mahat, right? Which is very, it's the most spiritual aspect of pakriti. Pakriti from, from uh, 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 the very first manifestation, most subtle. So that could be, and very likely because of the language, because it's used in the language of Sankhya, this mahat pakriti shukshma. You are that subtle, subtle uh, beginning, the most spiritual aspect of pakriti. Right. That's the problem. Is that at that level, this 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 level is, it, and when when we study the evolutes of Pakriti in Sankhya, or in Tantra, Tantra has a little different, uh, think uh, a different list, but also it starts with Pakriti with Purusha Pakriti. Pakriti then becomes Mahat Mahat uh, Amkara Manas, and then the Ganindias, and all all the way down to the elements. So that's how the one becomes many. How Pakriti evolves. How uh, nature uh, evolves. But as sadhaks, we're trying to reverse that evolution, or, or in evolution, I guess evolution that we want involution, right? Uh, uh, um, and so we can trace our way through meditations. For first, you know, first, what do you do in yoga? First, you, you, you pranayama, and you first you control your diet, and you try to get yourself to stretch more than this is more than this, you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> bit by bit. You're working with the ele- with the tattvas, with the um, um, uh, the elements. Right, and then with prana, and and slowly, slowly, hopefully, then you can try to control the mind, and you know, so as you go higher and higher, you want to get to that mahat state. That's a very illumined state, but it's still in pakriti, right? So it's a very um, uh, like uh, it's using that language. I think is important. Mahat tvam mahan pakritik shukshmaha raja sattva tam tam So now, you are, what is that pakriti? That subtle pakriti, it's it is mai means full. It is full of or built of, um, uh, consisting of, 
you know that you are that you are that prakriti which is made of sattva rajas tamas right so actually in the previous verses you are purusha now but you are also prakriti showing it's using the language of of of, of uh, it's using the have a little more keep me up a little bit using the language of, of, of Sankhya but it's doing it in a very tantric way you are Purusha and you are Prakriti you are the unchanging you are the chain, changing one you are the original and you are the one that came after the original the one that evolves right Raja Sattva and so you so you are, now you are the three Gunas you become this world of the three gunas, which means every and everything. Of course, this is a, uh, a group that knows the gunas are satvas and tamas, so we don't have to describe. Um, but interesting, you know, we think in nature the gunas are, the, you know, everything is in one of the th- is primarily one guna, but mixed with the others, right? So uh, nothing's very nothing's pure. Uh, but the gunas also represent three aspects of Ishwara. By saying you are you are the world that's made of the gunas, you're also the gunas. You are the gunas, right? So, uh, um, right. So, in in like, it says rajas. Rajas is vikshepa shakti, the power to project. So, like that. So, it's intrinsic, intrinsic, intrinsic. I messed it up again. Intrinsic, intrinsic. Intrinsic. You messed it up. Intrinsic. <laughs> it's intrinsic within uh, um, uh, within. One of one of one of the things got, is, is to project. So Raja, you can say, oh, Rajas is not pure, right? Or Sattva, sattva only Sattva is pure. God's all Sattva. What about Tamas? What about Rajas? Or Rajas, if you have a uni- if you want a universe that projects, that's by Rajaguna, right? That's this Vikshepa uh, 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 Shakti. Sattva Guna is Jnana Shakti. Jnana Shakti means that which liberates, right? Which sees sees the one behind everything, right? So it's it's liberating knowledge, right? The power to reveal, right? And Tamma is Avarna Shakti. That which covers, puts everything. It's also necessary. Remember, in a couple weeks ago, we were in, in the Chand, in the Devi Gita verse that uh, of, uh, of and uh, 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 one of the qualities of, of Ishwara is to cover and to reveal. This Anugraha and uh, like, like this, right? It's in the same way. You are the three gunas. Uh, uh, is imp- uh, uh, you are you are your power. These powers you create the world through the three through the power of the three gunas, but also you are. The, gr- the gunas. So we also say guna shre guna mai guna guna shre guna mai. I get it wrong. Sristi sthiti vinashanam shakti bhuti sharanagat dinartha paritrana parayani. What is it? Guna shre guna mai narayani namasute. It means you are you are you you project. You are the power of the three gunas, and you are the three gunas. You create you create you project the world, and you're that world that you create. Right, and Sri Ramakrishna gave the example of a, a, a spider and and its web, right? The, where did the web come from? It comes from the spider, right? It comes out of the navel or some of the mouth. I don't know. I haven't done show, right? Even Thakur uses that toward the the, the the navel or think of the navel, nabi something like that. Thakur uses that language, right? And he says, so what does he do? The, the spider creates a web out of its own, and what does he do after that? He lives inside the web, right? So like God creates this world, and then he lives. He inhabits the world that he's created. Right, so you are you, through the gunas you create this world of pakriti, right? But you're also in this world of pakriti because you are ekatomika uh, sarvabhutanam, right? You exist in this world of the body and the mind and the senses and the soul and the and the controller like that. Tvam rajasatthanomai, tvam eva purusha adyakshaha, 
right? So you, so you are, you are, twam maha pakriti shukshma. You are that subtle pakriti that's made of rajas tamas sattva and twam eva puru purusha adyakshaha. And you are again purusha. You are pakriti. You are purusha, right? Uh, and what is the definition of purusha here? Is adyaksha. 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 Adyaksha means um, uh, uh, actually it has a few meanings. It's usually mean here is as the witness or the observer, right? But also has has a name of like the boss, hmm. the supervisor, right? Because actually you know like at work you have a supervisor. Supervisor is the one in control of everything, but he's just watching. He's a witness. That's the one who can just sit there and watch. <laughs> and gets paid more to watch instead of work. That's the supreme position, right? <laughs> By definition, the supreme position, right? So, so adyaksha. So here it's a double word. You are, you are, you are purush. You are pakriti in all those evolutes, and you're the one observing it. But by saying that, you're the boss. You're controlling it. You're both the controller and the witness, right? The same meaning of that. It means uh, controller, supervisor, witness, that which is visible. Uh, you're a director, like this. So that gives us the idea because. In in you in the language of, of Sankhya, and the language of Bhagavad Gita gave this beautiful example. Long I don't even remember the story where it's from. I remember the example stuck in my head. The story I don't remember, right? That's uh, uh, describing Purusha and Prakriti. He says like that that God is a Purusha is like the sun that shines on snow, right? So the sun simply is shining. It's not doing anything, right? But because of the sun on the snow, the snow begins to melt and becomes a river. So who's so? Exactly, the sun is only the witness of the river. It's only shining, right, illuminating, right. But because of it, it's it's the it's the one making the river flow, although it's not doing anything. So like so, the pakriti moves, right. Uh, it's in the light of purusha, but that light of purusha makes pakriti move, right. So that's the idea. And in the in in the image, more tantric image of Shiva and Shakti, Shiva is purusha, right. When he in, in the stories we mentioned that last week also, when he opens his eyes and sees. Ma as Pakriti, right? As Devi, then then the then everything begins to melt, right? And you see in Shiva by himself in Kailash, it's covered in snow. He closes his eyes, and it becomes snow. Everything freezes because the tension is withdrawn from from matter, right? But Devi's job in the stories is to get Shiva to engage in her, right? I mean, he wants she does also austerity to get Shiva to marry her, right? And all the stories is Sati, then it's then it's Parvati, and all these sub stories, right? to get Shiva to pay attention, to look, right, at Pakriti. Because just looking, then begin, then she becomes rivers and trees and forests and rainforests and, and, and children and flowers and, you know, it's like, and, and then nature begins to move again. That's, that's her job. So this is the kind of thing. You are that Tvam Eva Purusho Adyakshaha. You are Sarva Kshetra Vikara Vikara Vit. Sarva Kshetra Vikara Vit. Sarva vikara. Vikara means vikara means to vibrate, right? Like nirvikara, savikara, uh, Brahman, you know this type of stuff. Movement is vikara. So you are vikara vit. You are the the seer, the observer of all movement, right? So that's another thing. Like purusha is a witness of your pakriti. Now your purusha is the witness of all, and it's sarva kshetra. So sarva means all, kshetra means field, right? And so. The simple meaning is what is like this whole world of Pakriti is the field of knowledge, and Gita uses that language of Chetra and Chetagna, right? You know, the, the field and the knower of the field, 
right? You know, so the field is a body and the soul is an aura of the field. This world is, is, is a field. Vishnu is an aura of the field. Uses this type of language, right? Of, of the difference between observer and, and observed, right? What, what is the field of consciousness or the object of consciousness? So you are the knower of everything, Sarva Ketra. You are the one knowing. But also, Chetra also in, in, in the Gita, the body is Chetra, right? And so we know this body. A little bit, kind of. So you can see, I'm I'm the Chitragna, or the Chit. Uh, 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 uh. But you are you are, you are the knower of all bodies, right? So it's like we are the knower of this body, but you are the knower of all bodies, right? So the between Jivatma and Paramatma is another way of saying, right? And also the Chitra uh, uh, means field, it means body. It also, but field also has this idea of a farm, right? And even if you look up. In the dictionary, one of the meanings is like a farm, that type of field also, chetra. Uh, 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 and so again, is this idea that that by, by by witnessing the field, you create life and you bring prosperity, right? Purusha, when he when he gazes or engages in pakriti, pakriti becomes prosperous, becomes fertile, right? Uh, purusha without purusha, pakriti is not fertile. Right or fertile, fertile, but it's not. There's no conception in the fertile field. You know, you could say it like that. This is using that purusha uh, pariti image. So where are we? Sarvak tvam mahan pakriti shukshmaha raja sattva tamo mai tvam eva purusho jakshaha sarvak chetra vikharavit grhya manas manais tvam Agraho, Akrahyo, that was a little more tongue twister. Let me see if I split it up on this one. Yeah, so let's pull out the words Grihya. Grihya means something that's grabbable, right? So, Grahi, Griha, we say, um, uh, um, uh, uh, so it's something uh, uh, grabbable. Um, so it usually refers to, or conceivable, it's another way of saying it, grabbable by the mind, right, Hold, holdable, right, and it usually refers to the body, right, but it also means, uh, 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 it's a word that's used in, in, in often in the text to refer to like domestic life, or the one who's conscious of, of worldly activities, we say samsara, something like that, right, so here it says, griha manasyaiva, manasva which means the mind, one who's conscious, one who thinks of, one who's conscious of the body, or by extension, one who's engaged in, in worldly life, right? So, uh, um, uh, where is it? Let me find them, sorry, here. Grihyam manaistvam Agrahyo, you are ungravable, uncatchable by those whose minds are caught in, in either who, who who are holding the body or holding the world. Right? That's one meaning. Another another meaning, which I think is the one I gave here, um, by those whose bodies and minds are agitated by the Guna Um But this is the idea. So. Uh, uh, um, those, so the one whose mind or whose body or one who's conscious of the body or who's conscious of the world has also his meaning. Vikara pakriti gunahe. Whose vikara again? Whose mind? Whose who's, uh, pakriti? Who uh, um, 
Vikram, one whose mind or whose body or whose worldly thinking or bodily consciousness is constantly being shaken by the gunas of Pakriti, by the three gunas or by all the qualities of Pakriti. So that's pretty much all of us. Our minds are agitated, right, by our bodies and minds are agitated by the gunas of Pakriti. And it says, but we cannot be grabbed, you cannot be grasped by those whose minds are agitated. And why are they agitated? Because we're grasping the body, we're grasping the world, you know, worldly, because if we're, if the mind's outside, even the body's outside, right, if, uh, then it's constantly, the, the pakriti is constantly, pakriti means constantly changing, right, and therefore the mind, if, if the mind is conscious of that which is constantly changing, the mind will constantly be in flux, right, and when the mind constantly in flux, he's saying you can't be grabbed, you can't be comprehended, right, so this is, they you know, they were in that state, right, when they were cursed to be trees in their, pre- in their previous life, right, but they've had a lot of time to meditate over over what what's gone, right? And and so hopefully the idea is that they're speaking from their own realization. They're not just quoting texts, right? That their their mind has become very, uh, um, uh, therefore they can they can know a little bit of who he is, right? Although they said you are vyakta vyakta, so you you're unknowable. But still, how can we know anything about you if the mind's unstable? So that's what you're Pikara Pakriti Gunaha. Ko, actually, I'll split the words, is, is uh, this ko, I don't know how to pronounce, N, NV without a vowel, but that's what it says in Sanskrit. Ko, I already lost it. Yeah, so the way, I'll split, i tell you what the words are in the Sunday. The words are kaha nu iha, right? So ka means like, Ko or ka means what, right? Uh, what, so what, na uh, iha, uh, uh, it's like what, what then now is a way of saying it. So, so in other words, like those, you cannot be comprehended, you cannot be grasped by those whose minds are agitated by the gunas of Pakriti, right? Um, what, do, uh, 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 so for what can we, what can we, what, how can we know you then, right? How can the normal people know you, right? How did I translate it here? You are ungrasped by those whose bodies and minds are agitated by the gunas bhagriti. Who then can know you? Right? So if that's the case, practically speaking, who, you know, it's like, how can, we, how can we know you? So actually, you have, to, you have to think. People claim, there's a lot of people who claim, right, on street corners to know what God, who God is and what God, and what God is and what, what God's like, right? But this is a symptom, right? You can only be understood by one whose mind is not agitated by, by, the, by, the, evolu- by the gunas bhagriti, right? Uh-uh. Even there's big yogis and famous saints and things like traveling. Like, like this is a the, this is the test, right? Uh, um, but who can know you? So now it says now the who can know you now it gets very specific. Um, let me find it here. Prak Siddham Guna Samstrita. This is not an easy. The meaning is not obvious, right? Uh, prak means before, right? Prak Siddham means. Uh, um, uh, um, Siddha has many meanings, but but Prakriti, you exist. You existed before, right? And then it says Guna Sam Samvrita. Samvrita means um, uh, um, that which is covered or conditioned by the gunas, right? You exist prior, right? Prakridham, uh, uh, you exist, or you have knowledge. You you your your antecedent 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 to that which comes after. What that comes after that which is controlled, manipulated, covered, 
conditioned, manifested by the gunas, right? So what's that saying that you know? So you are, you are purusha, you are prakriti, but those of us, because you are. Now it's getting to a little bit Vedantic sense also that the, that what knows what, right? What that the the. Uh, He's before creation. In other words, it's another way of saying you're, you're, you existed before creation. Therefore, the creature cannot know the creator. It's in a different category. It's a partial category, right? You have an infinite creator and a partial creature, condition, inf- uh, un- unconditioned creator, and, an, and and a conditioned creature. So, the, or an unlimited infinite creator and a limited infinitesimal creature. How can that creature know the infinite? How can it know what, what existed before it? That's why the question actually, like, like, where do I come from, right? It's actually, it's it's it makes sense. I mean, I mean, that that impels us to study philosophy and maybe get into religion, but it's an impossible question. Even we use that language sometimes, and I also use that language. You know, like all oh, the Big Bang people say the Big Bang. What happened before the Big Bang? Right? Nothing happened before the Big Bang because it doesn't make sense to say that because the Big Bang, if that theory is correct, is time and space start. So you can't say what happened before time started, right? It's not. It's it's a different. You can't know what happened before in the language of time and space what happened before time and space, right? That language breaks down. It doesn't make sense to say that anymore, right? So, so, so if, 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 if you can't be grasped by, by, by the mind shaken by Pakriti, you can't be understood. Why? You can't be... You, what's the chance of understanding you, right? By any, any, anybody, any, any creature, right? Because... So there's also... There's a... Um, Drishva. Uh, there's another in 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 Vedanta. We use this this this, this practice of between the observer and the observed, right? So even this combination of this uh, uh, previous and like, if I see something, of course I can see something. That something, there's me, and then the thing I'm seeing. The thing I'm seeing is a secondary thing, right? And so there's a difference between the observer and the observer. So in Vedanta, we say that what's we look for the observer, not the observed. Look for the changes, not the changeful. Look for the, 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 the cause, not the effect. We look for the subtle, not the growth. Look to pervasive, not the limit. These are ways, it's neti neti type process, right? They call it drig um, drishva uh, viveka, uh, the discrimination between the seer and the seen. This is one way of seeing. This is one thing is the seer and seen, but it goes deeper than that. It's not only like we can see, we can't know our... We, uh, 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 if we if we take that that principle of seeing or seeing, what about the one who sees everything, right? We may be seers in our little ways, but but we how can we know the one who sees us or sees through us, right? Right. So but so maybe the, so the simple answer is oh we can't give up, right? There's no chance to know God. This is a simple. Right? If you think about this, oh, great. <laughs> that makes my work much easier. I'm going to the movies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can I can know the movie no problem that's right. that's secondary to but I can't but think uh, but the movie can't know me right to keep the example not to like go <laughs> philosophically the movie can't know the the one who watching the movie right. that's the point we can but so is there any chance to see so actually this is a very important in Vedanta it's a very important philosophical question there's many answers given like what what's the proof of it there's a famous you uh, maybe uh, this is entered even popular culture. Uh, uh, where what is it? Uh, ten people go uh, to uh, they swim. Ac- they, there's no money for for a boat, and they swim across the river, right? And uh, so they think. I think we're all good swimmers. We can go. At the end, we'll make sure we didn't lose anybody. So at the end, they look who everybody count everybody, <laughs> right? Are we all here? Ten of us. So it says I'll, I'll count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Somebody drowned. No, 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 no. Nobody drowned. We're all good swimmers. You okay? You count and you count one, two, three, four, five, six, nine. Right, right, and then they start crying. 
right? It's like, oh my God, they're, 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 they're lamenting somebody. They don't even know who they're crying for. But they're crying for somebody because every time they count, there's only nine of them. Right, this is, a, this is given in the Vedantic scriptures also. There's a famous example, right? And it's like, so the thing is we're looking for the looker, right? But we have to say, so somebody else in the story, somebody else comes and, and, and says, excuse me, brother, what's going on here? He says, oh, one of us has died. How do you know somebody died? We, there's 10 of us. The guy could, within a second, see that what happened. It's like, oh, okay. So let, let, let's try again. Count again. And the person goes one, two, three. And, he, and as soon as he gets to nine, the person grabs a hand and goes, this is 10. You are the tenth person, right? You know the the observer. The problem is we don't we're not obs- we don't observe the observer. We don't touch the finger. The finger touches something else, right? Mm-hmm. So even the ability to know the world proves that we exist, right? The exact the world the the the, the fact that a world exists proves that God exists. The, the observer has to be there, right? It, it, there's there's a principle there. Right? There's many examples. This is one that came to my mind immediately. I recently was thinking about uh, uh, these examples. Many examples are given how. Uh, 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 oh, oh, the other one, uh, I, was, I listened to a talk of Swami Savarpriyananda recently mm-hmm. at Vedanta Society, and he gave, he's quoting, I think maybe even the story, maybe that's why it's fresh in my mind, mm-hmm. this one for sure, where, uh, the same author of, of the, um, what's that famous, um, uh, some of Vedantic text I'm forgetting just now, uh, um, <coughs> he says that uh, 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 sugar makes, like how do you make something sweet, right? You add sugar to water and the water becomes sweet, right? So what about sugar? Right? How do you make sugar sweet? Right? Sugar makes everything else sweet. There's no way to make it. It itself is the thing that makes it sweet. Right? So, like everything is conscious. You, you add conscious to everything. Everything exists. We see everything. How do you? But the th- it's the very thing by the way reality is given to Pagriti is the proof of Purusha. That's the proof of sweetness. The sugar itself is its own proof. Right? right? And we're looking at it to make it an object. It can never be an object. That's the point. It can never be the, uh, uh, spirit. Uh, the self even, the small self even, with the speaker of the infinite or Bhagavan can never be an object of thinking. He's avyakta, right? But there's still, how do we have to, how do you know the knower? That's the secret. So there's, <laughs> there's, there's, still, there's still a way. What's that? That's the mystery. That's the mystery, right? So another way, so we, if, if in using the language of Sankhya, it reminds us of the language of yoga, right? And so that same thing is that one whose mind is agitated by Pakriti can't grasp you because you're you're like this right so they use the same language in the in the in the beginning of yoga sutra right yoga is chitta vritti niroraha right yoga consists of the stilling of the vrittis right normally our vrittis are agitated by prakriti somehow know that we can still the vrittis what happens right you know then uh, I think I scribbled it or typed it tada drashtuhu swarupa avishta Sarupe uh, Pastanam, right? But, but, so then what happens when the mind, when the chitta becomes still and not agitated, then the seer, the 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 the, uh, the seer, Sarupa, he sits in his own, he exists in his own being, in his own seat, right? Uh, or Sarupa uh, also means his own nature. Right, his own, so his original form, right? So that's the thing, is that in the mind completely still, not the mind, but the, but the vrittis are still, then what happens is it, it's not... In the language of Pakriti, Purusha Pakriti and Seer and, uh, and the object of uh, vision, subject and, and object, those can never be... You know, but when the whole thing settles, the Seer rests in his own existence, right? The person goes, ten, right? And the fact that you've counted the ten, the fact that you... The, the proof that the tenth exists is your counting of the nine, 
that's a thing, right? But that's philosophical proof, maybe, right? But if we have to think, okay, let's like stop going outside and do this, like, oh, right, sudden flash of revelation, right? So it's like it's the 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 knowledge of the self, the knowledge of, and therefore by extension, the knowledge of God uh, does not come. It comes from a moment of self-revelation, right? It shines in its own by its own light. Uh, uh, uh. So the final verse here. What time is it? I'm doing pretty good. I can actually see this. <laughs> yeah, let's see. This is unusual for me. Tasme, what is it? Tasme, uh, tasme means to you, right? And the last line is namaha. So now I bow to you, right? Because so in other words, in one sense, there's no hope, right? Because in an agitated mind, it's impossible to know, to, to grasp you. And there's another no hope is that that you were never an object. You are prior to the object. You're the observer. You're the you're you're the the, the, the subject, not the object, right? Or have you? Or the observer, not the observer. The seer, not the scene. So it's it, um, um, uh, in one sense, there's no chance, right? So the simple thing to do, right, is go namo namaha, <laughs> whoever, whatever you are, because you you're obviously here. Right, the fact that we're here means the fact that we're observing, like the fact that what is I think, therefore I am. Right, thinking it's proof that you exist. Right, you don't have to think. Well, it, well how do you know you exist? Actually, in that in Sami Savarpiyananda, uh, he mentioned the same thing. The final answer to uh, by that by that sage was uh, is like somebody. Well, how do you know the self? There's no self. Is then then the, the objector? Then then I shouldn't even answer. You don't exist. Right, <laughs> the fact that you exist is proof that you exist. The fact that you that you question your existence is proof of existence. Right, but so in one sense, a simple answer is just to you, we, we, we know you, that you're there, and we, and we worship you. But think about it. They, this is all very nice philosophy. It's a nice, it's a nice uh, well, not that nice, but some, some my complicated version of, 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 of Sankhya philosophy and Vedanta philosophy. <coughs> but, uh, but these two uh, uh, devas who are cursed, born as trees, there, what are they seeing? Right? You know, they're seeing Krishna. They know he's Purusha, he's Pakriti. Nobody can see you because you're the seer. Nobody can see you know like that. But they're seeing him, yeah. right? So actually, so that's one thing we were discussing. Yeah. Everything okay? Well, one thing we were discussing uh, this this morning, this afternoon, I was, was talking some with Adikesha. We were discussing in the Bible times. You notice it's a devotional text, right? But there's a lot of philosophy mixed in, right? And so, like a simple thing, I remember when Krishna was born. We waited. Finally, Krishna is finally born after years, right? <laughs> years and years and years. Krishna is born, and what happens before she, he enters the womb of, of the mother? Then all the devas come up and start doing these these prayers full of philosophy, right. including Sankhya and Vedanta and this and Tantra, all this type of stuff. So that's fine. So th- then, then Krishna is manifest, and immediately he gives uh, a lecture on on, on Sankhya philosophy, right. right? And then Parvati, not Parvati, uh, uh, Devaki. She now she's now uh, gives. Uh, within her prayers, all this abstruse philosophy, right. and then Devak, and then uh, um, uh, Vas- Vasudeva does the same thing, right? right? So it's like, <laughs> in, in, in a TV version, it's quick and beautiful, right? But it's like, it's like, it's it, it's it's it takes even if you want to read it straight with no discussion, it's there's a little bit of Leela and a lot of philosophy, right? But there's a reason for this, because otherwise, it's just a story of a little kid, right? Not we can think about you think about because the, the the key the key to understanding the, the, the key to understanding is is that Krishna tu Bhagavan Swayam, right? That this Krishna is not a normal person; he's himself God, 
right, right. And so what does it mean? We don't know what that, that's, oh, well, God, Krishna is God. That's a nice thing to say. What does that mean? Right, we don't have the philosophical background, perhaps, to know what that means, right? But if you have to think, like in the, in the tie-in of Krishna, he's, he's the source of everything, he has no source. He's the limits of everything, he has no limits. He's the middle of everything. You know, it's like, yet he was tied up. Right, you know that the one who control who uh, countless trillions of universes has sprung from his from his from his consciousness, he's now on, crawling on the floor in, in Nanda's house, Nanda's courtyard, right? You know, so so these 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 simple scenes of a little boy knocking down some trees or or some trees falling on the little boy, right? <laughs> from other observers, it's oh my God, that little boy almost yeah. got you know got right. got hit by trees, right? <laughs> right. Without this, the, maybe this if the scene happened could have happened in a second. Like, oh, now we're seeing to see, like, uh, uh, so much goes into who is this little boy, you know, so mm-hmm. the fact that he can't be seen, yet they're seeing him. Right. That's the point, right? Out of devotion, he can be seen. Therefore, in the most stubium, the monam, I bow to that supreme being who can't be known, right? The one who can't be known, I can see, right? That's the mystery of devotion, right? That's the mystery. Bhakti allows you to see the, the unseeable. To experience that which is to, ex- to to make the object of the experiencer becomes an object of experience, right? It's a very mysterious thing, right? Right? Uh, 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 this today, maybe um, yesterday, um, maybe Haley Goswami he quoted he put some Kabir poem, right? And, and Kabir very much like to play with that. He says, "I don't." Uh, one of the lines is, "I don't know." It's like I, I, I can't figure out who's better, right? God or the devotee. Right, because God is infinite, and the devotee is totally finite. You can't get more de- finite than a, than a human devotee, right? Right, and 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 also probably a devotee is probably the most naive of the. It's not even the most smart. They're the most naive right. to think that to think that the infinite can crawl around and is almost the foolish person. Yet he can see the infinite crawling around. Right, Mother Yashoda could tie up Krishna. Right, so that's the mystery of it. So that's why this the, the this is not the final verse of the prayer. This is in this section. Next week we'll talk a d- the different the the. Um, the, uh, uh, then he goes into his avatars and some more uh, statements, but this is an important part. Tasmai tubyam bhagavate vasudevaya vedase. Again, om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. It's included in this. Tasmai tubyam bhagavate vasudevaya vedase. Therefore, we bow to you, that bhagavate, that supreme lord, that lover, that um, blessed lord, right? Vasudeva, right? Who's the son of Vasudeva and the all pervading being. Stabian? Masaminas, Veda say, Veda say, means who's the um, the source of everything. Uh, uh. Mm, I don't know, is it here? Vasudeva Veda say. So Veda say means the the origin or the source or creator. You could it's one way to say it. How did I put it? Uh, the origin, right? Vasudeva Veda say origin, right? And then it says, Atma. Dyota Guna Aisha Gunaisha Chanaha Mahimna Brahmane Namaha. So these words have to be pulled apart. Atma Dyota. Atma means the self, right? Dyota Dyota here means like shining, like the sun. The word for uh, the way of describing the sun, radiant, shining, right? Right. Uh, you are you are Vasudeva. You are the origin, right? Adi Purusha, and you are that radiant Atma, the radiant self. Of all beings, of myself, of the of the universe, of you're you're the self, right? But again, she is the self, but we don't see the self, right? That's a problem, right? Yeah, because it says, "Chanam uh, Chanam means um, uh, cover. You're covered, right? By 
चन्ना महीम महीम ने whose glory, Mahimna, whose glory is covered by the gunas, right, by nature. You are that, so you're a Purusha, you're the glory of shining Purusha, but we don't see you because you're covered by Pakriti. Right, so the way, so that, again like that. Uh, and then it says, uh, Brahmane Namaha, you are that Brahman, the supreme spiritual entity, of the, uh, that, that infinite being. Right and and uh, and so in the Upanishad it says uh, uh, Bhumaiva Sukham, right? That uh, only the happiness is only in that infinite one, Bhuma, right? Bhuma, uh, and it says uh, actually, and in the limited happiness is only in the limitless one, which here is called Brahman, right? In the, in the Upanishad, the name is Bhuma. Right, the the large, infinite, the immense, the infinite one, right, and therefore it's a, and, and I'm forgetting the verse. A very simple verse, like I posted it a few a few days ago. It's been in my mind, but of course when I'm sitting down, I lost it. I was like, oh, this is all oh, good, easy to memorize, great, and now I forgot it. Right, it says the happiness is only in the in, in the infinite. The infinite is the the finite does not bring happiness. Happiness can't be found on the finite. Hap- infinite is its is itself only. Bliss, not happiness. Bliss, right? Sukham, and then it says, therefore, right? Try to uh, want the infinite, Brahman, right? But the thing is, try to want the infinite. Try to want Brahman. It's not a thing to want. It's not an object or a person to want. That's the thing, right? But we can. The infinite can be known, right? And actually, that thing is that, and the fact that, like, for instance, if that statement is true. Happiness is only in the infinite, and in the finite there's no happiness. Yet we're we happy. We're happy sometimes, right? <laughs> right. I'm happy. Daya's making wicks, right? <laughs> right. So we we get so even in finite things there seems to be some happiness. But the statement, the the the, the conclusive statement of the Upanishad is that there's no happiness in the finite, even in Daya making wicks. <laughs> but they're saying it's temper. It's temper. It's right. But so it's, that's it. it shouldn't be given, it's temporary happiness. But it shouldn't be any happiness. Right, it means that happiness is coming from the self, right? That that, that pakriti can't give happiness. Pur- happiness comes from from puru from the infinite, right? The the the, the, the details, the temporary uh, chances uh, in in the vibrations of of, of pakriti, we get a little bit, you know, we get something. Oh, that tastes good, or that oh, you know, oh, he's that feels good, or whatever, whatever it is, you know, we get some happiness that we think. You know, but where that happiness coming from the infinite? So that's again, that's proof. Right, the the observer is the source. You know that it can, so. Therefore, we should want to know the knower. We should want to know the infinite. We should want to, oh, another way in devotion language. We should want God, right? But how to want how to have God is the question. You know, so that's the mystery of the whole Bhagavatam. The whole mystery of spiritual life is the, and and that that the infinite, although inconceivable, unexperienceable, unthinkable, right, can be experienced, can be thought, can be conceived, right. This is the mystery of devotion. This is the whole, and therefore, in the Bhagavatam, it holds the highest above philosophy, above sankhya, above Vedanta, above tantra, above everything is bhakti, right? Is it because by devo- because this is not even a philosophy. We call it Bhagavad Dharma. Oh, the devotion. It's a wrong term. Oh, our philosophy is very good. It's not philosophy, right? There's people, smart people, that have described the details of it. Right, that, that, but that's a different. That's exact opposite. Yashoda didn't give a the talk on on different steps of on the different stages of, of, of bhava and things like this. You know, 
right? She simply, simple. She she loved Krishna, and the infinite, and 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 and, and so that's a very. Uh, 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 yeah, this is a very. Uh, Sri Ramakrishna said that uh, to the idea that what's greater, God or the devotee. He says that the, um, the that while God is within God, the entire universe exists. But it seems, right, for from our perspective, and what what it seems to us is that devotees hold God in their heart, mm-hmm. right, or 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 devotee, So that's very so that infinite God is held in the devotee's heart, right. And of course, that's a that's a poetic thing to say, but it's also an actual thing to say. Right, of course, maybe maybe not the whole God, but I think the yogi that it may be sufficient. <laughs> maybe not, you know, there's no whole or parts. God's living room. Yeah, yeah. Thakur said that the the heart of the devotee is his living room, right? Well, God's everywhere, but actually he prefers the <laughs> right. And so this this is a, so this is another point of the Bhagavatam. I mean, Sri Ramakrishna would say Bhagavata Bhakta Bhagavan, right? He says that uh, it came from a vision of it started from a visionary experience. He was in front of the, the Radha Krishna temple in Radhakanta temple in Dakshineshwar, and there was a lady chanting Bhagavad, reciting Bhagavad Parayana, you know, chanting verses like this, a common sadhana like we're doing, but he was just reciting. And she, I think if I write you, a light came from the image of Krishna, right, and touched the book Bhagavad and then touched the heart of that lady, right, and, 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 he, and through that vision he had a revelation. Right, which fits this is Bhagavata Bhakta Bhagavan, right? That the Bhagavata, the the um, the text, the script, the revelation, the teachings, and the Lila, Bhagavan, the Supreme Lord, and the Bhakta, they're not different. It's not saying that the Bhagavatam here, at least in these four verses of the Bhagavatam created are, are is God. Or it's not different from God. Right. And the devotee is definitely isn't God. Right, but it's also not different from God. There's a great mystery, right? And therefore, the Bhagavatam, we can. Wor- this is one of the books you worship, mm-hmm. right? And devotee also we worship, right? Of course, it has to be according to proper bhava, you know, not an embarrassment or an ego that comes like that. So you res- you respect all devotees and according to seniority. There's always ways of uh, appropriate ways of dealing with the devotees, but actually everyone's Bhagavan's in everyone. But but what's well, all like, oh, gods in everyone? Everyone's in God. That's true. But a devotee is different. A devotee holds, can experience, and hold, and think, and cons- and, and and even um, talk in an in intimate way with something infinite, right? It's, uh, it's not in a general way. All, all beings are gods in all everyone's heart. That's true. As Paramatman, as the Atman, we can say it like that. It's a good thing to think. Everybody you meet, the one I'm, the one I'm worshiping, the one I'm thinking about is, is everybody. That's a good. That's a good start, right? But something. This is not what that's. This is not what's meant. The devotee is something unique. A devotee who can even to say God's name, where, where and within God's name, the full God is present. Right? To someone who says God's name, that that if that means God's name is greater than God. The scriptures that say it like that. But the one who says God's name, of course, they can't think, "Oh, I'm greater than the name." You know, that's but in the, in bhava, in emotion, you can actually see that they're even greater still. Right? <coughs> the very very uh, very mysterious. So anyway, this is where where we'll stop here. Are there any questions or comments or? Vehement disagreements. <laughs> vehement, <laughs> vehement disagreements. And you can post it online and. Sweet Krishna. And good is the season, Janvastami season, yeah. and then Radhastami is coming next month, and so it's good. So these verses you can keep also if you think you know the you can see the verses are very simple, simple right? Yeah. But they're they're simple to recite, but they're very um. They have a lot of 
a lot of philosophy in them, you know. But you know, and and and, and we're when we're re- talking to Devi Bhagavatam last couple of weeks, that when the the, the when the um, uh, uh, devas had an experience of that infinite consciousness as a Devi, not knowing what to say, they recited verses that they already knew, right? You know, same thing happened with Gajendra. Gajendra in his elephant body, and he was attacked by that crocodile. We read that story over many months. Right? He, what did he do? Somewhere deep in his mind was a memory of a mantra, his old mantra, mm-hmm. right? And, he, and that came back to his mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but within that, everything was, everything uh, came, came out, you know? So there's, there's also a good practice of, 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 um, of studying and reciting and keeping these ideas, rotating the mind, because maybe many years, maybe many lives later, right, that will come. <laughs> you know, like the agenda was a previous, like he was, he was some, he was a rishi, and then he ended up as an elephant. I mean, it was that wasn't a normal, that wasn't an upward trajectory, <laughs> right? But that the sadhana of his past, uh, Krishna says, sadhana is never lost, mm. right? Their spiritual spiritual advancements never lost. We can lose it, but it's it's, ne- it's always we can forget to look for it, but it's still always there. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, so <coughs> Gajendra, <coughs> not I'm. So we're still in, I mean, this didn't conclude chapter 10. No, no, this is, it's just a, a um, chapter, I'm not sure how far it goes, I didn't, yeah. I only worked on these verses today, but it goes, um, the, uh, what I think I'm remembering now, uh, the rest of the prayers is probably another 10 verses of the prayer, maybe, and then um, the commentator, the, the narrator speaks a little bit, and then Krishna gives some boons and some descriptions to them, so that's very, very nice, and then the next the next uh, childhood uh, uh, catastrophe that's really a great mystery, a great miracle, and a great metaphor, <laughs> and a great revelation. Hmm? What's that? What's I don't know. We'll oh. see. <laughs> I forget. Because like, my problem is usually I have, I have these things going in my mind, but my mind sometimes so goes in different circles. There's so many. Jai Sri Krishna. Jai Ma.